Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Joshua Koppel, and today my podcast is titled Speaking in Tongues. What does it mean to speak in tongues to you? What happens to the person who's speaking in tongues? And how does speaking in tongues impact the world around us? These three questions are the questions I posed to my hyphen young adults at our last prayer meeting. My goal is to get closer and closer to Jesus Christ before I am called home back to heaven. And right now I know that in my level of understanding of the Bible and of of the world and of, of Jesus, I still lack some understanding in the realm of speaking in tongues and what all is happening. So I took a little time to study and to go deeper into the Bible to see what Paul and what different of these original original apostles said about this extremely important part of being a Christian. Now, first off, it all starts back in Romans 5.19, where Paul taught us, For as one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So that one man who was disobedient was Adam, and at the start of humanity, He tripped, he stumbled, he sinned, and that brought sin into the world. That brought the rift between humans and Jesus Christ that exists today. When we're born, we're not immediately in communion with God. There's a rift. Sin has made it that that way. So by the obedience of one, that's talking about Jesus Christ because God himself took on flesh, came into this world, into this life, and then died for us even though he did not deserve it. He did not deserve the death that he experienced because he did not sin. We deserve that death because of that disobedience, that sin that we have on our lives. And yet, God took it upon himself. And because of that, he created this situation that we have today, this new law of grace, this new life that we live in, where we are actually able to have God's Holy Spirit inside of us. Now, that that's one thing that you may be already thinking. Well, speaking in tongues, it's, it's evidence of the Holy Ghost. If you look back, And if you look in Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And on that day, many received the Holy Ghost, and they spoke in tongues. That's what we call being born again. When you're baptized into the water, and then when you speak in tongues, and you're filled with that Spirit, you're being born again. John 3.3, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Everyone who is born, everyone who has ever existed, desires to see the kingdom of God. I was reading in Romans and Paul was speaking about how people may not say in so many words that they want to go to heaven or they want to be a part of the kingdom of God, but when they see in nature, when they see in the sky and in the sun and in all of these things that God has created, they see God and they know that there is a plan, there is an order to this universe. People want to see the kingdom of God. And right here in John, it says we must be born again to do so. So that means speaking in tongues, yes, it's the evidence. And having that Holy Spirit inside of you is also part of that born again process in order to see the kingdom of God. If you read in Acts 2.4, you notice that the apostles were waiting for the spirit, the comforter that Jesus said would be sent to them. And in Acts 2.4, they get it. They receive it. And then it's reflected in Mark 16, 17. Jesus says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you believe, it says this, In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak 
with new tongues. So it's saying that speaking in tongues is not just the evidence, but it's also something that you do in Jesus' name, in my name, and his name is Jesus. So for whatever reason, many religious groups who believe in the Bible have drifted from the Holy Spirit and from fully experiencing it by speaking in tongues. And even humanity has drifted with the philosophies of man, such as John Locke, this belief of tabula rasa, the blank slate, that every human is born is, is a blank slate. They could either do good or they can do evil. That's That sounds nice. It's partly true. But you have to remember, we are born in sin. We are born with this rift between us and God. That's why even though you can be filled with the Holy Ghost before being baptized in the water, oftentimes the Holy Ghost comes when people are baptized because they're making that conscious decision to be buried in the name of Jesus and it's showing that they are truly desiring the repentance that they said with their mouth. They're desiring to turn away from sin and go towards God. What's of flesh will be flesh. What's of spirit will be spirit. And we have to desire to be of the Holy Spirit. Now, in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, and and I'm reading the NLT version, it says, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I am saying. Paul himself recognized that when he spoke in tongues, it was the spirit giving utterance to prayers that he was trying to pray, even though he didn't hear and understand what he was saying. But he knew that when he was speaking in tongues, that was his spirit. That was the spirit that is inside of him that is trying to manifest and trying to say what we need to say. Sometimes in English, in Spanish, whatever language you're speaking, you run out of the words, the vocabulary, the, the, the whatever. You want to say it a certain way. It just doesn't work. But we realize that that's the moment to tap into the Holy Spirit. We may get tired, but we must continue to speak in tongues because in that moment, there's edification. That means you can build yourself up. You can feel more more of God's rejuvenation, more renewing in your mind. That's that rebuilding of, of your life in that moment as you're speaking in tongues. It's powerful. But also when you speak in tongues, like in intercession, you could be praying for things that are happening in the world around you. That question, what's what's happening? How are we impacting the world? Well, when you're speaking in tongues, it is impacting the world around you. It's changing lives. It's protecting those who are in sin. It's, it's blocking things from coming against backsliders or new people, new converts, or someone learning about Jesus. Your speaking in tongues is doing miracles across the world that you couldn't ask for in your native tongue. But we have to remember, this angelic language that we're given when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we must use it. It must be used. It must not become something that is just brought out in emergency situations or that's just brought out on those big Holy Ghost Sundays. No, the Holy Spirit and the tongues that comes with it must be a part of our prayer life. It must. Finally, in Jude 1, 20 to 21, It says this, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. So I want to end with this prayer. Lord, I pray that we would start practicing today. We would start speaking in tongues in private time and at church, in the congregation, at prayer meetings. I pray that we would tap into 
your spirit each and every time we can, each and every opportunity we're given, that we would work to return to that that preset nature, God, that you had intended for us before the sin, before the disobedience that entered the world. I pray that we would focus on you and give you everything moving forward. And I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit and for the opportunity to pray in this angelic language. In Jesus' name, amen.